presented by Party Fish Media, a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all around the world. Film starts here at Nifty 2019 from Seattle, Washington. My name is Kevin Connor, and I'm one of the senior programmers at this year's festival. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. Um, as always, we have a filmmaker sitting down with us. And today, telephonically, we have a treat. We have one of my favorite films of this year's festival. So let's not waste any time. Tell me who we have on the line and tell me what your film is. Hi, my name is Ariel Greer, and my film is I Love You, I'm Sorry. Uh, would you like a little summary? Yeah, go for it. Give, a, give us some context for the listener if they haven't been able to catch it. All right. So I Love You, I'm Sorry is a very personal film. Um, it's essentially about my relationship with my mother, um, which has been a very difficult and complex one. Uh, she suffers from a personality disorder um, in which one of her issues is her inability to sort of differentiate from me to her. Uh, so... This film is about uh, growing up as sort of an idealized version of what she wanted herself to be or through her eyes and her insecurities. Uh, so in this film, I took our home movies, some photos and a letter she wrote to me and made a film about finding myself and uh, seeing these experiences as a key part of who I am, but not letting them define me. Thank you. That that's that's so powerful just right off the bat. And obviously there's there's a lot to unpack here. And and I hope a good place to start is is actually where the, the film starts. And I believe that's with a, a letter. Um, would you be able to give some some background on that and then how you kind of incorporated that into your film? Yeah, so um over my life my mom has wrote me a lot of letters. Um uh, one of the things about borderline personality disorder, which she suffers from, is sort of a, her emotions are out of control. But uh, when they do come back into control, she can kind of see how she's hurt me and uh, kind of the error of her ways. So she'll um, write me a letter to kind of apologize and uh, make right by it. And a lot of these letters, you know, I saved, but, you know, things would happen again and again, and we didn't make a lot of progress. But um, after I had moved out of the house, gone to college, and come back, things kind of shifted between us. I got more freedom and, you know, developed more of my identity, and she wrote me this letter. And this one just, it felt different. Um, I think that the space that we had had between us, uh, geographically and emotionally, had um, given us a lot more room to find ourselves. So this letter, it kind of, it was the beginning of the end of this really dysfunctional relationship that we had. And it's not perfect now, but this letter really put things in perspective for me and really helped me start on this journey of reclaiming me, I guess is the, as the title would say. Yeah, and and like you mentioned, um, I love you. I'm sorry. Is screening in our reclaiming me screening this year, and um, I hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag on that. But um, uh, your film was was the key inspiration for the title of that screening, um, and 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 I'm sure we'll get into you know the turn that your film kind of takes um, about halfway through. Um, but uh, a little bit of background um, for the people that might not have seen this. Um, we've been talking about the letter, and it, and it does start off with you opening opening that letter um, from your mother. Um, but you don't really allow the audience enough time to really read 
the majority of it or even even a large portion of it. You go straight in, into uh, the rest of your film and the kind of style that that is, is in. Um, for those who haven't seen uh, the film, can you, just a little talk, can you talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the style that that you use to employ to to tell this um, personal story of yours? Yeah, so I went through hours and hours of our home videos and took that archival footage and uh, sort of chopped it up. It's a lot of videos of, well, first of all, I was um, in a lot of beauty pageants growing up, so that's a lot of the footage. Um, there's a lot of um, my mom kind of dressing me up or telling me I'm pretty, both my mom and my dad, and um, sort of putting this little beauty queen image on me. So a lot of that uh, video is sort of chopped up, and then I superimpose parts of the letter onto it. And then there's also um, some narration that I, I got from other home videos and kind of mash it all together. And and when you, I, I'm often interested in not just the story that you know a filmmaker is telling, but the way they tell it. Why was it important to you to to use these these home videos, these these photos, um, and then also kind of cut up the the letter that your mom wrote to you, um, and kind of not comment on anything besides that? If I'm not mistaken, on, the only audio in the in the film is from the home videos. Uh, and and that's the only thing that the audience sees are, are these videos and, and old photos. Right. So, you know, as I said earlier, growing up, I you know didn't have a lot of my own voice. I was kind of who I was, was dicta dictated by my mom and my family. So I wanted to just show that what they had kind of created of me or wanted me to be. But just, you know, cutting that up and, and making it into my own and reframing it through my own lens. And I think, um, like you said, at the beginning of the film, I open up the letter and at the, at the end, I kind of crumple it up. Well, I've cut it up. I've taken out kind of the little phrases that I wanted um, to really engage with. But at the end, I crumple it up and open up uh, my hands again. And it's turned into sort of an origami butterfly. So I think that was really the uh, kind of driving focus through the whole film is, you know, this is mine. I'm really <laughs> reclaiming me. Yeah, and and it, it's it's so powerful. The film the film's you know not long. It's about five five and a half minutes, um, but it is just so powerful, especially with that arc of opening the letter and then it um, being turned into that that origami uh, butterfly. Thank you so much. Um, of course, of course. Um, you know, as we said, this is this is in the reclaiming me screening, and at a certain point in your film, the the cutout words seem to shift from you know your mother's words, or at least um, you know roughly the sentiment behind them, and they seem to shift as you cut them out and rearrange them, and they seem to shift towards your own words or your own voice. Can you comment if that's something that I mean? I think you've alluded to it already. That you can you comment that that was intentional, and if so what that might have looked like in real life rather than in, in pictures and, and video. Yeah, so that was very intentional. I wanted to uh, really take those words and get what I needed to hear from them. You know, because she, she wrote this letter. It was, it was new for me, but it was also, you know, very much what I, you know, her apologies that I had heard so many times. And that's just not what I needed in that moment. Uh, now I don't need, I needed to hear what I needed to hear in order to make my progress. 
So that was, it, it was honestly a very, it was a very difficult um, process, as you can probably imagine. I, I did, I made the film really all in the span of one night. I kind of stayed up all night and just, I had, I had all the archival kind of cut out, but the letter was almost a last minute thing. I knew I wanted to bring it in somehow, but I just spent one night like on the floor of my bedroom, just cutting it up and rearranging it and see what, what kind of stuck with me as I, as I moved it around. And um, yeah. And then I think through those words, I was able to tell my own story and um, kind of get, get rid of the way she saw it and more put it into the way I needed to see it. If that makes sense. Definitely. Um, and so when, when you're there in that, in that one night, um, you know, cutting up all the, the words and, and getting all the photos and archival footage, is that is this reclaiming me sentiment happening in that night or had it happened previously? And this is how you're expressing that shift in, in kind of a, an arc or narrative. Yeah, I think that it had it had been prior. I really have been on this sort of uh, self-love journey for a little while now since uh, leaving home. So this was, you know, the way I was feeling kind of a culmination of it. But of course, it's an ongoing process, you know, every day. But that was, it, I mean, it was reflective of that, but it also really progressed it too. It showed me how much progress I have made and really, I don't know, it, it kind of opened my eyes to what I need to still work on. I mean, you know, when I when I made the film originally, it was really supposed to be, or when I was beginning to make it, it was really supposed to be about my mom and our relationship. But as I was going through all these home videos, I I don't know, I didn't realize how much of this I idealized um, femininity was placed on me, this kind of uh, beauty ideal, and that really, I mean, I think that I was so ingrained in it that I couldn't even see it. So when I really sat down and um, tried to find what was kind of a theme throughout all these, because I went through maybe 10 hours of home videos, it was a lot, so it was hard to sort, but I just kept seeing this over and over and over. And that kind of that kind of like a uh, little light bulb in my head, I was like, okay, this is something I need to pay attention to. And this was also around uh, the time that I was coming out of the closet. Not yet, but it was when I was really coming to terms with it, uh, with myself. So I made it and I do have a little allusion to it in there, but at the time that I made it, I was very much still scared to tell the world. But, um, when I got so much, you know, when I, when I made this, I never even considered film festivals, anything. I was really making it for myself. And when I, when I got a lot of recognition for it with my, uh, with my friends, with my teachers, with people I didn't know. And then, you know, film festivals, when, when I got accepted here, I, it was, it was crazy to me, but, but it was so, I don't know, it was so enlightening. I was like, oh, it's, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's great to put myself out there. And this, there's a lot that can really come from this. So, um, it honestly, a month later, I had shocked myself and I did come out of the closet. So, um, that was a long winded answer to what you asked, but no, that was, that was fantastic. That so much to go off of just in that answer. Um, I want to, I want to circle back quickly to, to you watching yourself, um, in these photos and these videos. Um, was there ever a bit of a disconnect from the person that you were seeing, um, your, the younger version of yourself? Oh, totally. It was really weird. I mean, it's, I, it, it's hard because when you grow up in this, 
you know, I was so in the thick of it. I couldn't even see myself outside of her because she couldn't see me as outside of her. So it was a very confusing way to grow up. Um, so seeing that kind of uh, the way I maybe bought into it or I don't know, it was like because it did seem like so much it was a part of me. I liked the pageants to a certain degree. I liked being um, this girly girl and, you know, being praised for my looks and you know, dressing up in pink and having dolls and all these things, like, it was very much a part of me. So looking back now, now, you know, I relate and connect with some of those things, but in a, in a very different way. So looking back and seeing that girl is very, yeah, there's a disconnect. It's weird. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's very interesting. Um, really quickly about the, the pageants, there's this one clip in, in the film in which it, it, it looks like you're in the backseat of a car and, and you look um, like you had just come from a beauty pageant. Um, you're super young. Uh, you have a trophy next to you. And I believe your father asks you um, like what place or that you, you, you came in the pageant. And uh, you say first place. And then there's this look that you convey um, that almost seems like a little bit of disappointment. And then your father kind of asks uh, if it, was you know w- why you're giving that look was can you a little talk can you talk a little bit about that scene it was just one of the more powerful moments in in an already powerful film um and it just every time i, I watch this it that particular moment stands out to me yeah and no, i'm glad you commented on that i really wanted to focus in on that moment because again there was this disconnect when i looked back on it when i saw that footage and saw the look on my face i felt weird because I mean I, I just said to you that I did enjoy the pageants and seeing that I was like wait did I <laughs> doesn't look like it that I mean I looked to me I looked kind of yeah disappointed fed up something just and you know I, I remember this moment but I think I remember it being a happy one but looking back I know that um, maybe it was a happy one because it was making my parents happy and in that moment, I really didn't want much to do with it. So, yeah, I really wanted to focus in on that, like that, uh, I don't know, that kind of maybe exhaustion from doing that. <laughs> it, it It's incredible to me that, that you know, maybe uh, in the moment you didn't realize fully what was going on, but there's clearly the the seeds of something, or it looks like there's the seeds of, of you know, making your, your parents happy in that moment, and maybe it doesn't ultimately fulfill um, yourself at that age. Um, and I, I think that's just very interesting, and the fact that you, ca- you catch it on footage, uh, and you incorporate it as kind of a microcosm of a larger theme in, in your short is, is something that just is it really lands so that's that's really cool um was was this your first film yeah you kind of alluded to that might have been like an early it was yeah the first thing i've ever made wow that's incredible um for your first film turning the camera on yourself i think you've already said that that's that's you know very vulnerable and i think i think you know it 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 takes a great deal of, of courage to do that can you go in through your thought process about maybe the hesitance you had about doing that um, and and maybe why you ultimately chose to continue? Yeah, so I was in a experimental film class at the time. And the beginning of the quarter, my professor said that it would be 
great if we would make films that were personal or about ourselves in some way. And that scared the crap out of me. I was like, no, no way am I gonna, you know, I, I kind of, right when she said that too, I was like, oh, I, I could make it about my mom. I could be making it about my sexuality. And my sexuality was something that I didn't even dare go to yet because I was still too uncomfortable with it. But it was really hard to decide to make this film. I was like, I don't know. I didn't even want the other people in the class maybe seeing it. I was just, I think that uh, growing up too with this sort of big secret that I was hiding or, you know, a person in my life who I, who I was kind of hiding, I just kind of fell into that mode of, you know, not letting people see who I am. And so being asked to do so was terrifying. But when, so when I began making it, I made it very um, sort of vague, I guess. I, I didn't want to go into much detail. And I don't think it's like very clear maybe uh, what has happened or what my experience was. But um, I definitely went a lot farther than I thought it, that I could. And the rewards have been amazing. It's really helped me just be vulnerable in a lot, a lot of other places in my life. So it's been, it's been definitely cool. That's great. Yeah. And the story, like you see it unfold over almost a lifetime between the clips of your young self and then kind of the, the implication that your current self is the one assembling um, all of them. I'm, I'm curious, watching the film now, does it, does it feel different than when you first showed it to people? And, and does the film ever kind of take a life of, take on a life of its own in, in a sense? Yeah, it definitely feels different looking at it now. I don't know how to explain it really. It's just like, I think I was in a very different mindset when I made it. I, I really, it was before I had ever, my relationship with my mom was, was very different at that point too. So it was very much a product of that and the ways that I was feeling then. So now looking back at it, it's, it's almost like it's, yeah, attached from myself now. Like it's, it was like I needed to let something go. And once I put it out there and it's out there, it's outside of me and it has taken on a life of its own. And it's something that uh, I do like going back to. And I, I, I like that other people have seen it, but I connect with it now in a very different way than the, I don't know, it felt, it felt scary. It felt very um, close to me, but now, now I have some distance. And, and a bunch of people are seeing it. Like I know it, it screens and it's screening at Nifty this year. And I'm curious about in that screening, what you hope someone in the audience thinks or feels after watching. I love you. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to think about with this. Uh, when I first, um, I screened it at a um, film festival at my school and the reactions that I got, I talked to a lot of people afterwards and I loved how everybody had something very, very different to say about it. I think, I mean, obviously that's one of the most beautiful things about art is that everybody has their interpretation and brings their own experiences and per, uh, perceptions and perspectives to it. So... I think that I would like people to see themselves in it, if possible, to see their own relationships to themselves and maybe to their parents or somebody else. But 
I think the idea of reclaiming oneself and learning to love oneself is something everybody can relate to. It's, it's not easy for anybody. And I'd love to have somebody feel a sense of hope too for themselves or somebody else just to kind of connect with it in their own way. Absolutely. I know, I know for the nifty programming staff, um, you know, I love you. I'm sorry, is a little vague in the total background, you know, you're kind of parsing together or trying to piece together, um, you know, what is maybe the specifics of going on, but you kind of feel it on this, this deeper level. And I know that when the programming staff watched it, there were a few different interpretations, all of them, I'm sure, you know, equally, equally valid. And so it, it's something that I think, you know, you really pulled off there. So uh, I'm excited to, to see people um, experience it at the festival and, and see their reactions. Um, so was it just you making this alone at night? There was, there was no one else throughout the, the entire process that was working on it? Uh, no, just me. <laughs> Wow. Uh, uh, and to, to have just you film, edit, do everything that you have to do to get it made and then put it out in the world, that, that takes a lot. Um, has your mother seen the film yet? Yes, actually. I, after I made it, I, I talked to my professor who suggested, oh, why don't you just try submitting it to some film festivals? What's the worst that could happen? I was like, oh, okay, maybe. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to put it out there, if I'm going to put it on my YouTube, I have to, I have to show her first, <laughs> which was, um, I, I never had the intention of doing so when I first made it at all. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty scary. I, I told her, I was like, okay, I, I've, I made a film. And she said, Oh, what's it about? And I said, uh, there's a long, long pause. I said, you. And she just, she just burst out in tears. <laughs> it was a very emotional moment. Um, so then I showed it to her. And at first I could see that she was hurt that, I mean, she has a very unique perspective on it, obviously. So it's very close to her. So I think she was sort of scared of the fact that other people had seen it and maybe think poorly on her and I just tell her like that's uh, that wasn't the intention at all of this film like I didn't I don't see you or this in a negative light I see it as I mean in a way beautiful like as a sort of thing that's grown and shaped me and we continue to sort of work on this relationship together so I think that after I talked to her about it um now she absolutely loves it she Oh, wow. um, she talks about it a lot. And then afterwards I showed uh, my dad and my brother and I was the first time I ever saw my dad cry. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. He, I mean, not a full cry, a little tear, <laughs> a little teared up, but it was <laughs> very cool, very visceral kind of experience for me. And it, it opened up dialogue in my family, which is something that, um, you know, we've never been very open. We've all been kind of closed mouth and, it has literally reshaped the way that me and my family kind of related to each other. Like we've been much more open. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I'm always astounded by how powerful just like a, a simple, a little film, um, a film can, can affect people and affect a, fa a family. So it's really, it's really incredible to hear, to hear all those reactions from, from your own family. Yeah. Um, 
transitioning a little bit away from from I love you, I'm sorry, specifically, um, several times in the film, your younger self is described or self-identifies as being artistic. And here you are um, at a film festival, um, you know, at several film festivals from the sounds of it. How do you equate both of those? And, and is there a through line there, do you think? Yeah, I think that um, I've sort of kind of repressed myself a little artistically just because it was something that didn't align with my family's wants for me, I guess. So now seeing the fact that my art is enjoyed by other people is, oh, it's kind of insane. <laughs> so it really helps me kind of get comfy with that title, calling myself creative or calling myself an artist. So I don't know. It, it feels like the beginning of a um, career that I'm very excited to start. It feels like that for us too. And we're, we're so excited to screen it at Nifty, have everyone experience it. Um, now that you made your first film, you know, what's next? Have you made another film? Are you planning on another one? Um, where, where do you go from here? Yeah, actually, I'm working on a documentary right now about um, this guy I know, a friend who's a rapper and and uh, a theater actor and a poet um, and just about his life um, and being an artist at a, a predominantly predominantly white institution, being a black man. So I'm working on that right now with two other people. Wow. We can't, can't wait to see it. We hope, we hope to screen it um, at Nifty when, when that does get finished. Um, where can people follow you if they want to see more of your work or they want to follow up on that documentary or they want to see I Love You, I'm Sorry? Where can people find you? Right. Um, so right now I only have a YouTube channel. Um, and so if you search Ariel uh, Greer, G-R-I-E-R, um, that should pop up and I've got a few of my things on it. Great. I hope people check it out. I hope people see I Love You, I'm Sorry. Ariel, thank you so much for, for making this film, for, for letting us show it, uh, and for joining us here today. Thank you so much for talking to me and all the nice things you said about my film. It's awesome. Of course. Um, and thank you for listening. For more information on Nifty 2019, the talented youth, and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook or Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram at Nifty Film. For more podcasts from Party Fish Media, follow us on social media at Party Fish Media. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. Party Fish Media.